If you want to start a podcast, Spotify's got the platform that lets you make one smoothly, then distributes it everywhere, giving you the ability to even earn money all in one place, and it's called Spotify for Podcasters. They even let you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today, and best of all, it's totally free with zero catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, uploading, scheduling, and sharing on the road has been extremely easy. So if you've been thinking about starting one, give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com podcasters to get started. And then we use our land and our resources wisely. When we start doing that at scale, and by the way, we have this happening at scale. We've got TV shows and documentaries we have now inspired and attracted a list of incredible people like yourself that are now spreading the word about this. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us today. We have a very, very special guest with us on this episode of Connected Through Spirit, here to talk to us about food forest abundance and how we can create solutions from our problems, Mr. Jim Gale. Thank you so much, Sophia, for, well, for coming to Galt's Landing uh, a few weeks back and uh, for having me on your show here. I, I, I'm very excited to share with your audience the solution to all the world's biggest problems. Mm, and thank you for creating such a welcoming platform too, like just being there visiting your farm, what was it now, two weeks ago, was so divine in itself. And yeah, just really powerful what, what you're doing and what your family is doing. So let's uh, let's start from the beginning, though, Jim. Where, where are you from? How did you even get here um, to this point? Well, I came from Minnesota. I grew up there when I was a kid. They called me nature boy. <laughs> I was always very much into being outside and running after frogs and catching turtles and all the natural stuff. Um, I had a butterfly net and a butterfly collection. I was always into, you know, everything outdoors. And, and then, um, I actually moved to Costa Rica because of the jungle. Like I, the, there's a feeling there that mm. this diverse ecosystems bring that attracted me so deeply. And uh, yeah, it's just always been part of my nature to be connected with nature. <laughs> I tell you, there's been a lot. I've spent a lot of time with many different healing modalities and I think every one of them has made a difference to some degree. Breath work has been one of the most profound plant medicines. Um, eating well. I mean, anybody can start eating well, taking out the poisons immediately in our lives. And then we will start feeling a higher vibration, a higher energy. And it's so important in our world that we become aware of the poison producers and the poisons that come from all directions in our world, the water, the fluoride in the water, the glyphosate in the soil and the poisons in the food and, and everything that we have around us. And then simply turn our energy towards what's natural and healthy. And just by doing that one thing at scale, we change the world. Mm, so powerful. And, and even in those little moments, like we don't even realize all the chemicals and all the the pollution that's happening around us beyond even what you said, even like what we're using for cooking, 
Um, you know, the microplastics that are in our house, the chemicals that we clean our floors with, our walls, everything. There's so much that contributes. You can see it in you. You can hear it in your voice. And, and it's great. I want everyone to be on this wave. <laughs> right. And it's fun to be here, too. That's the it beauty is. of it. It's like what, what we advocate and what I advocate is just enjoying life. Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss. And taking inspired action is the key to living a, a fantastic life. And it, it starts with going inside, taking a deep breath and standing outside with, with nature and feeling our hearts and our stomachs relax. And when we can put our attention inside our hearts and our stomachs instead of our minds, then that's the key. That's the gateway. It's the it's the gap in between the thoughts where all the wisdom is. That resonates so much. They really want us humans to be stuck in the lower three chakras of our body, which is yep. consumerism, pleasure, you know, sex, um, you know, all the things that that keep us in the lower energy. And once we get past and go into the heart space and yes. into the throat and into the third eye and into the crown, everything expands. I mean, once you get to the heart, that's when everything opens up. And so by keeping us in the lower three chakras of our body, it keeps us submissive. And so that really just, um, yeah, struck a chord with me. It's it's fantastic. It reminds me of a quote by Tesla who said, if you want to find the secrets of the universe, then think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. But mm -hmm. I will change one word there. Don't think in terms of mm -hmm. energy, frequency, and vibration, but feel or experience the moment, the present in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. And when we can take that energy, like you said, from the mind uh, to the heart and experience that opening, there's magic in that. There's awareness in that. And then through awareness, there's choice. In fact, the word choice is almost always misused because the word itself implies the awareness of choice. But if there's not an awareness of choice, then there is no choice. Absolutely. That is so resonant, right? It's like a lot of people wouldn't even dream of a better life because they don't even know that a better life is possible, right? Like they don't even know what that could feel like or look like. And I think, you know, what you're doing is such a wonderful example of what is possible. Um, how we can come together, how there is a better way. It's not only taking control of of your life, of your body, of what you're putting into it, what you're putting out, but um, also trying to put an end to to that power, to that ruling over our lives that has been dictating us for centuries and centuries. Yeah. Yeah. D David Hawkins, doctor, uh, PhD, MD, and absolutely enlightened man wrote a book, wrote several books. One was power versus force. And, you know, even when I think of Star Wars, the force field, well, what about the power field, right? Force implies violence. Power is simply what we are. We're powerful mm -hmm. 
spirit in this temporary experience that I'm calling Jim and you're calling Sophia. And in that book, he describes the scale of vibration. He actually, to help people understand it, he put a, a, a logarithmic numerical scale to it. And this the vibration of humiliation and shame and rage and fear and anger and hatred, it's a very low and a very controllable vibration frequency. When we get to the frequency of willingness, of faith, and of courage, then our minds are free of the force that is implied by the applied by the governmente, which means mind control. What's the opposite <laughs> of mind control? It's simply a free mind, a mind free of the programming from the mind control. When we can understand and take that deep breath. And that's why if you look at, in fact, there's two different um, high level mind control entities out there. One is church and one is state. Government is mind control. And so are a lot of the religions who tell us that there's only one person per religion who can be enlightened. Hey. Well, that's mm -hmm. a bunch of BS. Everybody, you know, and the, the illusion is, oh, that to be enlightened means you can bend the laws of physics and you can do all these magical, miraculous things. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying those people at that level couldn't do that. But what I am saying for sure is that we can have a clear mind free of programming, which means we will live in faith and courage and joy. And, you know, fear is the ultimate control mechanism of the slave master. When we can get ourselves out of fear, which is a contraction of the spirit and of energy and of health and get to those higher levels, which is simply one thought and one breath away at all times for everybody, then we can start living life again. Just let that sink in. <laughs> You can see it everywhere, you know? It's like, all you got to do is step outside. Yeah. All you got to do is step outside or, damn, just turn on the TV, you know? <laughs> yeah, turn yeah, turn off the programming. And a lot of people don't realize this, but the book 1984 by Orwell, which was released in 1948, in his book, the premise was that in the future, they're going to have the memory hole and the thought police, and they're going to have complete dystopian control over the mind of the human. Well, that, that situation was already in process. The de a decade or a couple decades before that, um, the power, the force that be at the time, the JP Morgan, actually JP Morgan commissioned a whole group of people. And these are all the same forceful people that have been controlling the mind of the slave for many centuries. They commissioned a group to study the most influential newspapers and media in the world at the time. And they simply bought them. They bought the media to control the narrative. So when we realize that the narrative that we see on CNN and Fox is there to control us and manipulate us, then we simply turn that shit off. There was a time around COVID, I would say, um, which is so interesting, actually. The other day, we were speaking about, about COVID, and we were like, you know, 
this is part of our like history, right? But it's, it's done. It's, it's done. It's in the past. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Like if it's still present because it's not. And, you know, during that time though, I went through this phase, these phases, right? These waves of kind of freaking out a little bit of like, oh my God, you know, I have to get out of, I have to get out of here. We have to figure out a new way. Like I was trying to figure out how to, you know, communicate with more communities and, and, Honestly, within that, I even I created my own community um, because of that longing, that desire for community. It it blossomed community. Right. Um, The only thing I didn't really have, though, were like farmers in my life and, and people who were actually doing it and living off the land and and being able to to create a solution right from from this. That was really the only piece that was missing. Um, which is why I'm so grateful that we were able to connect in the first place because those pieces are starting to connect now. Um, but you know, I was going through these, these phases of worry and of, I guess, victimhood, honestly, uh, worrying about the future and worrying about my place in, you know, in society and what we would do if we, you know, when these AI robots come into our field and yeah. it freaks me out. Like see the little bits and pieces of like, you know, even getting people on board for, for surveillance, right. Is yeah. how do you do that? You give people the ability to have drones and, you know, make all these accessories for the cameras and now everybody supports it. And now everybody's okay with drones and, and and more cameras because everyone has one in their house and it's no big deal. They have nothing to hide. Right. Uh, really forgetting the bigger picture here and what's really at stake. And it's like, it begins in these little moments and with, you know, with my background of like where I'm from being Venezuelan and, Honestly, having that discernment came pretty early on in my life because we had to decipher good from bad, you know, and not I don't want to put a label on it either, but it is an energy. It is it is a positive and a negative feeling energy. And, you know, I had to really discern a lot of things growing up. And so now seeing being in the states now and and seeing everything play out the way that it's playing out slowly but surely because that's how it happens it's pretty worrying for me honestly and so conversing with people in my community and people like you Jim like it really it adds fuel to my fire again because it it awesome. it reminds me that everything's going to be okay. You know, you're going to be surrounded by the people that you're meant to be surrounded with. The important thing is for you to do the work to excel and to get out of, you know, society's box as much as you possibly can, because we never really know when things are going to change drastically. This is the biggest opportunity in the history of humanity. Our world is being destroyed it's a systemic collapse that is in process, but at the same time as the collapse of the, you know, I like to say insanity is unsustainable and his story history is a complete fabrication. It's a lie again, to control the mind of the slave Geerta said, none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe they are free. 
when I first heard that I was a slave, somebody said, this is a slave world. I said, I'm not a slave. And I actually argued. I kind of got a touch <laughs> like offended. I'm like, this is about 15 years ago when I was just starting to wake up. I'm like, I'm not yeah. a slave. I can do any fucking thing I want. Don't give me that bullshit. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then they said, oh, let me ask you a couple of questions. What happens if you don't pay your taxes? And I'm like, well, I go to jail. And instantly I got it. You know, I have to pay some of the product of my labor. In some countries, it's 70, 80%. In the United States in the past, it's been up to that high. This is supposed to be the freest country in the world. And I have to pay a large percentage of my productivity or I get thrown in jail. That's mm. slavery 100%. Mm. His story is a lie. So it's time now to step into our story and to create our story. And that's why the faith and courage part is so important. And you mentioned the fear part. And I went through all of this. I actually, I started a mortgage company. I did $1.3 billion in three and a half years from scratch. And yeah. I made a lot of money. And then as soon as I found out what was going on, I stepped into an obsession which was rooted in scarcity because I had had my first two daughters. And that obsession, which was rooted in scarcity, drained my bank accounts. I spent basically 13 years searching for, passionately, obsessively studying the problem and then start asking, what's the solution? The solution was literally to take my energy intentionally and to raise my energy into that of faith and courage. As soon as I did that, then the ideas that, well, in fact, there's two idea, two quotes that really stand as some of my foundational quotes for my life. One was Bill Mollison, um, the founder of Permaculture. He said, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. And I actually started bawling when I first heard that. And the mm. other ones that stand out, Victor Hugo said, there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world. And that is an idea whose time has come. Now, Victor Hugo didn't write about a new idea. This is the most logical idea in the world. The idea to step out of fear and into a clear mind. What happens in your mind when you, an idea hits? A light bulb goes off or light mente. Enlightenment mm -hmm. is the idea whose time has come, and it's for everybody who's able to step into faith and courage. That's so powerful. And and something that comes up when you when you were speaking on that too, um, also trailing back to the US being, you know, supposedly one of the freest countries in the world. Something that I believe as a immigrant, right, is I feel like a lot of people can cling on to the opportunities that we're given here, right? Um, not being from here, coming to the United States and and being able to have a safe um, future is what every parent wants for their child when they're seeking refuge here. Um, but a lot of people can tend to cling on to that safety and not want to face the reality of what that really means because they come from a country that, you know, didn't even have half the things. I feel like it's blinded. And I'm going to speak for a lot of 
you know, the Latinos at least, I feel like it's blinded a lot of us because we don't want to face it because we have to be so grateful and, you know, we're in the States and you wouldn't have all the things that you have if you weren't in the States, right? My viewpoint is really like, that's why we have to protect it. And that's why we have to stand up and speak about it because it is the most looked at country in the world. We got Hollywood, we got NLB, we got NBA, we got all the sports, all the movies and shows and everything. We have Disney, all the eyes are on us, right? So we have to be the the true way showers. I think that we have to like really be able to digest how other countries do certain things. For example, Costa Rica, you know, um, you probably know more than I do when it comes to this, but the the laws and regulations towards the environment and everything that they have put in place for that country is very beautiful and a great role model for, you know, other countries. And so being able to take into consideration different things that work for different countries and come together and really be the best that we can be, I think is really the most important. And it's why we have to protect it the most because all the eyes are really on us. Yeah. And so if the us as the American people sit back and relax and say, oh no, it's, you know, we're safe. There's nothing going on here behind closed doors. You know, it's like, how much further are we going to get? Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, there's some things to unpack there, you know, Costa Rica, which I, I love the people and I love the country uses yeah. more poisons per hectare in farming than most other countries in the world. I remember hearing some different stats, um, no. government in Costa Rica has, has become radically corrupted as well. A lot of their, um, their policies now are simply about control. And, and I lived that experience. We sued the Costa Rican government. And according to a court appointed actuary, we are owed $28 million. And of course that was many, many years ago and we haven't been paid. Um, and I, you know, my wow. wife is Costa Rican, my family. So it's all governments around the world. Governments yeah. are the problem. Governments have killed hundreds of millions of people. Governments subsidize these big corporations. I say corpse for a reason. And governments <laughs> have put us in debt, which is another word for death. And mm. the solution is anarchy, which simply means no ruler. The solution, mm -hmm. when we get this idea, the most dangerous superstition in our world, and this is a book by Larkin Rose, is that governments and that authority is there to protect and serve us when that is simply shown and proven to me not true. In fact, I made a post this morning on, on a Facebook page, and uh, the post was, do you believe in mandates? <clears throat> and a lot, and I put yes, like, and then I put, do you trust governments? And then they say no, right? Which is so freaking hilarious. People oh will gosh. trust the mandate, but they won't trust the government issuing the mandate. <laughs> right? It's really when people wake up to this, and, and that then what happens is, and when I woke up, I, I went through a period of cognitive dissonance and this is very well mm -hmm. studied because you, it's it's 
it's disconcerting to have two competing belief systems in your mind at the same time. They battle, especially when they're polar opposites. One is government is good in there to protect and serve us. The other one is government is the problem. Well, I went through that period of study and it is crystal clear that government, the politicians, the lobbyists, the Congress and all this bullshit, it's a scam from start to finish. But that's Mm. the bad news. The good news is awesome. When we simply turn our energy away from government and do not comply with anything they do at scale, when we do that, we bring about enlightenment, the Garden of Eden, a land of a radical abundance. And that's why they have to keep spraying the poisons of all kinds in the media and in the air and the water and the soil, because we are so infinitely powerful that as soon as I, we start to wake up, which is, by the way, happening now, we are in the apocalypse, which means the great awakening, which means lifting the veil. We are in the ascension right now. And those of you listening to this point can feel it, can't you? Hell yeah. Yes. (laughs) Hell yes. And once we take matters into our own hands, we can create, we can tap into the abundance, the infinite abundance that is all around us, which is nature. Yeah. That's exactly right. Nature is literally infinite. You can count the seeds in a single apple but you cannot count the apples in a single seed. Mm, That one blows my mind every time. Right? It's epic. That's the the system we live in. It is radically, infinitely, joyfully, beautifully abundant. And diversity is the foundation of its strength. You know, as we were walking around Gauss Landing, there are 220 different types of food growing there. And that's the strength of it monocultures, the agriculture taught in our colleges and universities has been the most destructive teaching in the history of our world. So when we start bringing diversity back and building soil, then we start building life. Like the soil is like the immune system of our bodies. It's the immune system of mother nature. When we love and build soil, And when we use permaculture principles to create cover crops and diversity, we bring that life back and the poisons cannot handle nature. Nature is infinitely more powerful than these ridiculous poisons. So now that we've spoken about the problem, how can we be a part of the solution? It's And this is where Bill Mollison said it's embarrassingly simple. We've got 44 million acres of lawn in the United States. The first thing we need to do is take the poisons out and then design our landscapes. You can take 50% of that lawn, let's say around the edges. And I don't hate lawns. There's a, a little bit of a function to a lawn. But when we put a perennial edible landscape in place of 50% of our lawns. In fact, if all we did were to take out the ornamental plants and replace them with edible plants, plants that provide food, Mm -hmm. we would create life again. Our lawns are currently biological death zones. You look out on the lawn, there's not life. When you put up diversity of perennial edible landscapes, and the key is perennial. Annuals are not found in nature. 
annuals are a result of many, many years and decades and generations of us taking seeds and, and matching those seeds. And I still love annuals. Don't get me wrong. Oh. And, annuals are great. But perennials are plants that you plant one time and they provide food infinitely. There's an olive tree on the Greek Isle of Crete that has been producing olives for over 2,000 years. Mm. Perennial edible wow. landscapes, you can leave them and they will continuously create more and more abundance. They will actually spread out because the wind and the rains and the, and the animals and the birds will come in and they will eat some of the plants and they'll go a mile or two away. And now you'll have a new raspberry thanks to the seed that was deposited in the poop of that animal. It's crazy. <laughs> Really? So it's not even like they grab the seed and, you know, they end up taking it or the wind takes it. It it can come from the poop as well. Absolutely. And now you've got a little wow. nutrient package going in the soil <laughs> to help provide nutrients for that seed. That's it's incredible. It, it, isn't it? It's amazing. So the solution is when we first take our energy into our hearts and relax our minds and step into faith and courage, which is so joyful and wonderful and life-giving. And then we use our land and our resources wisely. When we start doing that at scale, and by the way, we have this happening at scale. We've got TV shows and documentaries. We have now inspired and attracted a list of incredible people like yourself, a group of people that are now spreading the word about this. It has, in fact, a real quick story. I, just the other day, in fact, on Saturday, well, two years ago, I started sharing the vision in, in my heart and soul first, and then very publicly through social media, that in the years to come, people, world leaders would come to Galt's Landing and they would learn what freedom truly looks and feels like. They would experience freedom. Well, mm. on Saturday... 75 of the world's leaders in the fight for freedom, including um, Dr. Robert Malone and um, Dr. Ryan wow. Cole and Dr. Jim Thorpe and the creator of uh, Planet Lockdown and uh, Dell Big Trees Chief and all of these amazing people came to Gulf's Landing and we had a, a, a celebration in the food forest. And it blew their minds and they now are going out and they're telling people it's time to grow food. So the world mm -hmm. leaders are coming. We have a very exciting plan that <laughs> brings in everybody. And together we are going to speak the same message to the world. And we're going to do it very strategically and very uh, coherently in a way that inspires and empowers the masses to take mm -hmm. this next logical step. And that's to love ourselves, love our families, love our communities, and to grow food instead of lawns. And we create peace on earth. We solve mass extinction. We solve deforestation, cancer, heart disease, diabetes trends. We end world hunger and we end tyranny simply by doing what's best for us. Yes, it's amazing how every little piece comes together, right? And some take a little bit longer because, you know, we're in this physical world, but you can see the synchronicities that are joining us and bringing us all together slowly back home to each other, right? Yeah. And I always say, 
if this conversation is happening right now, that means that there's 10 other conversations happening just like this one. And that is always my reminder for all the good that's in the world and all the good that's in in people and in the future, because I know that people like you and I are being a part of the solution. And I know that it's 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 surpassing what I could possibly envision for the future because there's so much that's coming. I would really love to also know your connection with Food Forest Abundance and our schooling, our education, because oh, yeah. um, just a couple episodes ago, I was speaking with Leah, um, which all the people that I know, she was the one person that I brought up to you. Um, when you were letting me know that you guys were going to be creating a school on the property. And right after I got home, Jim, he she sent me a message like, oh, my gosh, I just scheduled a tour on Friday. And then um, we just caught up the other day and she told me that, you know, it aligned and you guys were able to meet last minute. Yes, and yes. Um, it's just so beautiful. But, yeah, I would love to hear that connection with like food forest abundance and our education and bringing the kids in because you know it, it not the change not only starts with us but our children who are going to be the leaders yeah in the future yeah for sure so yeah the the synchronicities the miraculous meetings the cooperative incidences are mind-blowing every day now <laughs> it's really awesome there's some kind of residence some kind of frequency thing happening where we're all coming together and we are well it's it's really newtonian physics cannot explain how these things are happening i'll give you one quick story which is so much fun i had um a gal named aaron uh came uh -huh. to visit me from south carolina she drove and then a guy named david rodriguez flew from california and they weren't supposed to be there at the same time but it happened where they everything matched up where we are all walking around golf landing together for about an hour and then we went and sat in the camper it was a really hot day we were in the camper and we were just loving the energy and great conversation and then aaron said oh you know what on a side note my daughter this morning sent me a video of a guy that helps kids graduate from high school early and i want to find <laughs> this guy and okay so there's three people in the camper and David is from California. And I look at David. He's got this funny look on his face. He goes, I think that's me. <laughs> and, it, and it was. Oh, my God. Like, that's impossible, right? In, in any kind of, you know, that's like winning the lottery times six or something. When this conversation right. comes up and she's he's sitting across from the same guy who she was looking for. So then these ideas, in fact, this is profound. I have been really doing a lot of meditating. And by the way, meditating for me is not sitting alone in a corner for hours or days or weeks or months or any of that BS, right? It's simply... <laughs> Taking a few deep breaths whenever I notice that I feel tension in my body and allowing my mind, enjoying the peacefulness and the vibration and the buzz and the frequency that I can feel now all over my body mm. and feeling my heart. And then all of a sudden these ideas come. And I was asking questions about the education system because I'm aware of the indoctrination system and how horrible it's been for our youth. 
And I started looking at the problems in it. And then in permaculture, we learned to turn the problem into the solution. So I see the problem and I'd ask the question to reverse that problem. And it was epic what transpired over the next um, couple of weeks. So we are creating a school in our Freedom Farm Academy at Galt's Landing. And I'll describe both those things. The school is so simple. Two teachers. The teachers charge whatever they want to charge. We suggest $1,000 per month per student. Now, in a normal private school here in Florida, which these schools are, are full and it's hard to get in, it's $2,000 per month per student. So to send your kid to a normal private school here, it's double what I'm suggesting. And here's where it gets really exponentially awesome. The first objective of the kids is to learn and practice self-reliance, starting with learning permaculture and learning how to grow their own food and learning entrepreneurialism, which is the voluntary exchange of value. So within three months, the students will have all of their own food for their own school lunches created on site. Then they're going to go in small groups, four to five people into their parents' yards, and they are going to create all of the food that their families need to, to thrive. So the return on investment for the family is to have for $1,000 a month, all of the food that they need to thrive. As soon as that's done, which might take about nine months or so to a year, then the students, the little entrepreneurs offer their services to society and they go in groups. Of course, they're chaperone and they've got, of course, this is a very well-designed. In fact, this is what's so amazing about it. Now, Bill Mollison, the founder of Permaculture, his wife, Lisa Mollison, is one of our collaborators. Dr. Edith Mbuntu is one of our collaborators and curriculum creators. Mm. We've got the world leaders in teaching permaculture and education as part of our collaborators in helping us with the curriculum. So now imagine after the first year, by the second year, they're making more than it's costing them to go to school. Their parents and their community are getting food everywhere. And the school itself becomes an abundance creation system where everybody wins to the max. The teachers wow. get paid noticeably more than they would at a normal school. The kids get an education that's epically valuable in real world. The parents win and the community wins. Everybody wins. That is so unbelievable. I mean, I, I just want to share with regard yeah. to that. You can do this anywhere. You can get with a friend and you can start the school. We will provide the curriculum. We have no patents. We have no non-disclosures and we have no non-competes. This is open source. This is open to everybody in the world. If you want to work through our curriculum, then we'll do a small amount, like 5%. We'll go to the team to help support the curriculum. Or you can simply take it and do it yourself whatever you want to do. Now, will you be able to find, you might even start with six or seven kids, right? Or yeah. 25. It's so easy in these days to find people who are looking for a solution like this, that mm -hmm. we're providing it. And it, it's at scale. Anybody in the world listening to this can take this and you can start providing this solution to your community tomorrow, if you'd like.
Wow. And it's like, it's like you said last time, you create it and they shall come. We don't have to worry about who is going to be interested and, you know, how many kids will be there. And this goes for anything. It's like if you are creating this from your heart with this purpose, then people will come. It's truly profound stepping into our own being and then looking out and saying what's possible and it's infinite and and food forest abundance. Um, so there's a lot going on. We design and install food forests all over the world. We use the permaculture principles and we have a group of incredible designers and food forest installers all over. In fact, we're opening up Freedom Farm Academies, which are these food forest demonstration sites that have so many layers of value to the individual and the community and society. And we're opening up now in Lebanon and Sri Lanka and Ghana, Africa, wow. Thailand, everywhere in the world. We're going to have these popping up. And then the food supply chain is in big trouble. It is it's done. So <laughs> now we need to supplant the current very unsustainable and poisonous food supply chain with nature's food supply chain. So that's what we're doing. We're putting these um, supply centers all over the world to demonstrate freedom and to be part of the supply chain as the old way crumbles, we build the new way. So inspirational. And I, I'm curious too, like, how did you guys even, God, I mean, I can only imagine the pieces that came together to, to make it what it is now, right? All these amazing people that you have under you and are a part of this around solution. around me not under me i don't uh, i love that yeah. you're so right so that's surrounding you how did that all come together i mean yeah it's divinely is a better word than miraculously because miraculously implies something that is impossible in the physical world divinely is how it came together where we all started looking for solutions and then somehow the resonance, the frequency of spirit, of God, whatever we call this incredible cosmic play that we're experiencing, we are coming together at, at rates that are so exciting. <laughs> and yeah, and it's, it's really, I have such incredible hopes. I, you know, we don't deal with any government. Per, we don't ask for permission from our slave master. We don't pay any slave taxes. We don't do any of that stuff. And I'm doing it where people are like, Jim, that's crazy. You're going to get in trouble. I'm like, you know what? If they come to me with violence and force, with all the good that we're doing in our world, and they try to harm me, I'm going to shine a monster light on them. And this whole situation, first of all, they're going to be exposed. And evil does not want to come into the light. These wicked people do not want to be exposed. They want to hide in the dark and do their dark mm -hmm. deals. That's why they're, I, I've, I feel great. I've never, faith is literally, is literally my, my armor. I love that. Just by coming from love already creates such a change, whether we see it or not. Yeah. And fear you know, everybody's heard the story in the movies where a vampire can't come into your house unless you invite them in. Mm. Fear is the invitation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you'd like to share about um, 
yeah, what you guys are doing, what is being yeah. built. One more really important thing. We, our Permaculture Network has to come together to inspire and empower people to grow food. So we offer a 30-minute free, we call it a food forest strategy session. If anybody wants to talk with a professional grower, a professional permaculturalist, then go to our website. It's foodforestabundance.com and sign up and you can meet with one of our professional growers and you can ask them any question about your land, how to grow food, and you can explain what you're, you'd like to do. Amazing too, because we've just cracked the code on how to scale this. We were getting about two new um, people reaching out to us a day. And in wow. the last um, three and a half weeks, we've got almost 500 new people that have now oh reached God. out to us to schedule these 30 minute free strategy sessions. It's mm. literally going exponential. Congratulations. Yeah. That makes me so happy. The design principles are global and we have customers in deserts in high mountains in fact, my buddy in northern Minnesota off the tip of Lake Superior has 300 different types of food growing on his property. And he said, Jim, when I go out and walk the properties on the outside of my property, the other farms or the other, there's a bunch of land that surrounds his property that's um, public land. He said, yeah. I estimate that over 100,000 seeds have been planted and germinated thanks to the food forest that I have at my house, which by the wow. way is paradise. He's got birds living in his food forest that have never been documented in the United States, Russian birds. He's got um, <laughs> all these different types of frogs and turtles and butterflies, because when you build it, they will come because it's a great place mm -hmm. to live and getting the right plants that thrive in the zone that you're in and don't try to, you know, and it's fun to try to push the edges, but when you focus on the plants that already thrive, and most people don't realize this, but there's over a hundred different, a hundred thousand different types of edible plants. So 300 is nothing. And he knows, and he's doing more all the time. So am I, I'll never be done. People ask me when you'll be done. I'll never be done. It's too much fun. <laughs> well, you're living out you are living out your childhood dream, right? Like you, and that's why you have so much energy aside from the fact that you are living this life and you're doing the things that you're doing. You're giving so much life to your inner child, to little Jim, right? That is actually able to be an adult now and carry out all of these dreams and goals. So you're never going to be done because you are forever living in your inner child and in that pleasure. Yep, <laughs> I love it. Well, I just want to thank you for your time, for your presence, your energy that gives us so much energy and everything that you're doing, that your team is doing, everyone that's surrounding you. Thank you for everything that you do and everything that you will continue to be doing and inspiring in each and every one of us. You're a light in the dark and it's very motivational. So thank you so much. Well, thank you so much, Sophia. It was wonderful to meet you. And I know we'll be collaborating well into the future. And to anybody listening, it's time. It's time for leaders to lead and take action. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on Connected Through Spirit. And we'll catch you next time. Bye.